0: You are listening to Pili Aloha Now, Building Sustainability, Culture of Repair Series, presented to you by Worthy Picks. Creating a sustainable lifestyle. Building sustainability is about bridging the gaps and definitions, understanding and trust when implementing sustainability while innovating with empathy in order to have a sustainable future for our current and future generations. The Culture of Repair Series dives into the past, listens in the present, and culminates a learning future together with heart. Aloha,
1: everyone. Welcome to a special edition of the Building Sustainability Culture of Repair Series. This is Pili Aloha Estal. It is an honor today to have a very special guest with us in honor of Filipino American History Month. Master Albert Mendoza is a chief instructor of Dose Pares San Diego Temecula, which teaches San Miguel Escrima. Dose Pares' original multi-style system of Escrima. It includes curriculum-based training programs offered to youth and adults. Dose Pares is Master Albert's wife's family martial arts system founded by her grandfather, Ulugio Yulin Canete, in 1932 in Cebu City, Philippines. Master Albert is a retired County of San Diego probation officer of 22 years where he worked with at-high-risk youth ranging from ages 10 to 18 years old. He also was a former San Diego Probation Department Self-Defensive defense Tactics Mechanical Restraints Training Officer for 10 years. Wow, it's truly an honor, Master Albert, to interview you today. Welcome.
0: Thank you for the opportunity.
1: So, Master Albert, for our listeners, can you share with us some additional details about your amazing background?
0: Well... Growing up, I was a military kid, so we moved around quite often. Um, Okinawa, Oahu, Key West, Florida, uh, Long Beach, and then eventually San Diego growing up. Um, Because of that, I was exposed to a lot of different backgrounds, different ethnicities. So I was very welcoming, uh, especially because the community is is very diverse. Um, But what was important was I had the support from my parents and, and the elders in, within the community. Uh, so that helped in, in my successes and my achievements. So I, I give a lot of credit uh, to that. And, and because of that, I didn't realize at the time that they were trying to create a leader at a young age mm-hmm. uh, to, to eventually be a pillar in the community for the love of the community. And that's what I try to channel uh, for, for my students as well. So because of that, I feel I'm. I joke around. International, I'm worldly. So a lot of experiences that that, that I have gone through, uh, growing up as, as a uh, Filipino Filipino American, uh, our parents had a set way of what they wanted us to be growing up. I was kind of considered the black sheep because I went against the grain, and um, you know I, I don't I don't take uh, how should I say this. I like the fact that I, I chose my path. Of course, I would listen to what they're telling me, but I stayed within the principles of what they were telling me. and then I, I carved my way, and here I am uh, today. And although I'm not perfect, you know I'm still trying to achieve that because what what's important for me is is to create legacies. Legacies is very important because and you'll probably hear me uh, say throughout this here this interview, is very important because it's the root. Because the root again is based on the principles of, of that, and I feel if if you have that, that lasts for generations and generations, and that's why I call it, you know it sustains. I call it infinite. wow
1: i have a feeling we're gonna want to talk a lot today about (laughs) a lot of the legacy and and just what that means it's really important and i know we talked briefly about just honoring our elders and making sure we're respectful of that and what that looks like now we're adults training our new leaders (laughs) sometimes they know sometimes they don't but that's (laughs) that's what we're supposed to do we're here to help spread information so people can listen and learn about a and and i was hoping you could share the legacy and share a little bit of details about the San Miguel Escrima, Dosipades' original multi-style system of Escrima.
0: Okay. I'll try my best to put put it kind of like in a nutshell here. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Dosipades is a traditional Filipino martial arts uh, institution uh, with authenticated written historic lineage dating back to its founding in 1932. Uh, currently, presently, uh, we have formal accreditation from the Philippine Government Technical Education Skills Development Authority and the Commission of uh, uh, Education, Higher Education, to teach the indigenous Filipino martial arts of uh, Screma Kali and Arnis. What we need to understand in regards to the Doce Pares, again, it was, it was founded in 1932. There 12 practitioners uh, led by and spearheaded by Yolohio Yolin Kanete, my wife's grandfather. Uh, Dolce Paris is a reference of, to the 12 fighting bodyguards of King Charlemagne in France. And the 12 founding um, masters of the Dolce Paris they had their own particular style and their own particular way of teaching it. And wow. the particular styles we're saying is the, the Larga Mano, the manja Larga, the Corto. Basically, what I'm saying is uh, long range, medium range, and close range. But what encompasses the Dolce Paris. Uh, the styles within it is the single stick, the double stick, stick and dagger. say a spotted daga, the long staff, which is the cow, You have knife work, you have the bull whip. Uh, there's some grappling aspects to it, and ultimately, it, it translates to to the empty hand. What's cool about the screamer, It's very unique. What I feel uh, compared to all the other martial arts, because the uh, the way to teach and to learn. Uh, there's a great deal of coordination uh, from from weapon-based type of training. And from that, there's some, we would say the similarities, the movements based on the principles, it all applies and transfers universally to your bare hands, which would be called self-defense. What I feel and what I have been taught and my understanding, especially from back then in, in today's world, if you know how to deal with the knife, the blade, edge and impact weapons, it probably could save your life. You see, so, so, so for me, I feel it's very important, not just in a martial sense, it's very cultural base, it's very rich in history. And if we, we, we go back, I always say this to my students, this was birthed out of necessity because we're, we're minding our own business during that time. And whether it was uh, foreign or even domestically, they had to create something uh, to, to we will say to, to kind of fight back. And what I what I feel and I always try to instill to my students is the Filipino mentality is you don't make excuses. You're very resilient and you adapt to that. So that's what I, I try to instill in my in my students. But again, it's based on the principles and the root of
1: Wow, that's amazing. I mean, I've I've watched a lot of eskrima because of Trisha Lynn, <laughs> and I've I've learned as much as I can. I think it's a beautiful, beautiful martial art. The root of it has so much history in it, like you said, and it's just very beautiful too. It's, it's almost dance style plus defense plus you can use all sorts of different types of you know. I know you have your eskrima sticks and all that, but it's beautiful and also practical right. from the basis of it. It was to protect and to self-defense, but also it becomes then an art. And that's my interpretation, obviously. And I know your students have an interpretation and they learn. But as I say, I always want my listeners to either want to know more, want to join, want to, and this is me going off the cuff. I come from Polynesian background and I dance Polynesian, but I'm not Polynesian. Do you allow non-Filipinos to practice? Of
0: course. Everybody is always welcome. As long as if you, you come with a good heart and, and no bad attitude. I always say, check your ego at the door. Okay. So everybody is always, always welcome.
1: I feel like it's gotten more open over the history of time with a lot of Indigenous practices and, and, and arts, and, and which is amazing. And I think that the desire to learn is important and to respect yes. it. You're the chief instructor for Dose Padre San Diego Temecula. Maybe share a little bit about that school. You call it a school, correct?
0: Right, right. Well, when the pandemic hit, um, we, everything had to shut down. We had to figure something out in regards to, um, we'll say, propagate, uh, to empower, to do all those things. But we had to really, really figure some stuff out. Because as we know, there were certain guidelines, there were certain protocols. We couldn't do anything. And uh, what we decided, and which was, which was, I guess, the silver lining was this. Zoom thing. So I was like, okay, let's try to figure this out. So knowing and understanding is like sometimes there's, even before the pandemic, people would have online courses and, and stuff like that. I go, okay, maybe we're gonna use that platform to, to do that. And we, we, we tried, there's a lot of trial, there's a lot of error. Uh, there's a lot of goods, there's bad. I'm, I'm still trying to streamline everything. But what we did, again, is to adapt to the situation. That's what I tried to instill we'll say the Filipino mentality, is to be resilient and to adapt. So as time went by, things start opening up, as we know. Um, however, the place where we, we were training at was actually my parents' garage. So growing up, I was a knucklehead, yeah. but in a good way. So my dad, I was actually trying to find a place to teach out of, like, like a warehouse or whatnot. But he said, how about you convert my garage into your school? Oh, wow. And in my mind is like, oh, dad still wants to check me. He still wants to see what I'm doing. But that's what I did for I think. What, what year was this about since 2002? Wow. So that's what I was teaching out of there. And as, as time evolved and we're teaching in other places and whatnot, but it didn't pan out because for for myself, when I went back to the Philippines uh, to train, um, you train at what we, I call it, the old man's house. You train at the guy's house, you train there. And the way the Filipino culture way was you are a family. You are welcome to my home. So that's why I tried to still carry that teaching out of the house and whatnot. So that way there was still a level of respect uh, throughout. You weren't taking for granted that it was in a commercial place. It was my home. You're welcome to my home. And here we are. I'm sharing this knowledge to hopefully it could empower you and it could just make you an overall better person.
1: So you're practicing the home, and that's a part of tradition. And so you're carrying that now.
0: Yes. Well, again, when the pandemic hit, it, it's just like okay, uh, because it's my parents' house. Ever since forever, I'm always concerned about my parents. You know, e- even when they, you know, stuff was going on, I was like telling them, "Stay home, stay home," and, and whatnot. I didn't want to bring uh, potential health hazards to 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 the house. So we found a location at a park nearby there in in, the Mira Mesa area. That's where our uh, primary place when I'm in there in San Diego. So we teach over there. On Wednesdays, I I use this platform Zoom to teach this way. So I always tell my students, nothing could be in-person training because the social aspect is very important, that the touching and things like that, the interaction in that way, in the physical sense is important. But then again, adapting and being resilient we're using the zoom. So we're using and unlocking a different part of the learning curve. So you're using more of the mind. So I call it the cognitive training. You, you observe, you try to mimic, you mimic, you try to get the best as you can. And from, from mimicking and, and kind of grasping it a little bit, then you can formulate these, these questions. Remember, it's not to question, but you have these questions. So that way it unlocks this part. Because with the physical, there's a mental aspect in the training. And I always tell my students, when you could combine the two there, it creates this calm, it's relaxed, It's a meditative state. I call it the aura. And when you have that it's harmonious and it's balanced, you got something there. You see, what, what people don't understand when, when we say martial art, because the name martial, you think it's aggressive, it's violent. No, it's supposed to be the last thing that you do. You see? And then from from there, you're using this here to if you have to, then you're gonna use it in in the physical sense. SGM uh, Juni Kinete, as we mentioned earlier, um, he recently passed away. Uh, He was our number one guy. He was the number one ambassador of the Filipino martial arts. That's my wife's uncle. Um, Her second father, and, and to me, he's, he's very, very dear to my heart. So we again, like I was saying earlier to you, we're reeling uh, from that. But he had like a creed that we, we tend to follow, kind of character building, because number one is to promote the Filipino martial arts. The second part is about uh, self-discipline and personal development. Then it's, it's basically more of a like, harmonious, type of thing going on. Then it becomes a self-confidence, self-control, self-respect that I learn to understand myself better. Then I, then I share with people so people understand or kind of feel comfortable in grasping the Filipino culture. Then it becomes the, um, for good health, for your mental and physical fitness. Then lastly, again, to round it out, it's a practical art of self-defense. It's a mindset. Mm-hmm. And if you have a positive mindset, there's positive, it will equate to positive outcomes. You see, and, and, and for me, that's that's what I try try to do. I, I always I stress to my students that when you train with me, I'm kind of a, a physical education instructor slash science slash history teacher. So you're getting all these things because for, for me, it's it's again about carrying the legacy, it's the root. You see, so I always stress to my students. My scream is different, it's very different because I'm not about the ranking and about this and that. No, the legacy is very important. The the, the legacy, again, to piggyback on that, history, there's substance. You do things right, it makes the world better because you have that, see? And again, that's what I try to instill in, in, in my students. The underlining thing, again, is about adaptation resiliency and perseverance see and that, that's the thing that's the indomitable spirit that's, that's what I feel it's very very important
1: and I love that because I feel that that's very true for a lot of indigenous cultures and heritage and legacies is trying to preserve that and, and but I do have to ask do you do competitions
0: well I'm retired from that now but but we still yeah there's still competitions because Again, we have to differentiate between the martial art and the martial sport. We need the sport to propagate things, because if not, people think we're we're savages or anything like that or something like that. But there is competitions that we have different uh, again formats and, and platforms in regards to that. And again, the the utmost importance in that is the camaraderie, the respect, and there's there's safety. There's safety involved over there.
1: Is the competition something that students get to try, or they get? invited is it hard is it are they a lot are they everywhere do you travel
0: it's all of that because you have domestically you have internationally um we don't force it on anybody but we encourage it because it brings certain things out that you that you never thought that you had you see the the thing was is like again in regards to competition uh sgm kinetic sgm juni juni he he had a vision for Escrima to be part of the Olympics. That's what he wanted. Yeah. The level that he got to before he passed on was the SEA Games, the Southeast Asian Games. Oh, uh, yeah. So it got to that. So he was hoping he was gonna get to that level, but maybe, maybe in due time, but you know, as he laid the groundwork and unfortunately again, he passed, he couldn't see that. Yeah.
1: I think Matt Damon's an awesome actor. And I remember he was in the Bourne movies. He was using, right. he was practicing Eskrima. And I thought that was amazing because I think people still don't always know what it is. That's correct.
0: See, and th- that's the thing. It's, it's, it's hidden. What's neat about the Filipino martial arts, yes, we use the sticks, the daggers and whatnot, but it's improvised. It, it'll be silly if I'm carrying around sticks and knives and, and all these swords, Again, what's neat about this is that it, it helps develop awareness, awareness in, in, in your own personal self-defense and situational awareness, where if something happens, maybe I'll see, look over here and there's a twig, I pick something up, or I happen to carry a water bottle, set of keys, a pen, a book, whatever it is, even my belt, I could use it as a flexible weapon like a whip. That's what's really neat about what we do. Uh, the, the movie that was recently um, released, really Dune, so it's was the remake, right? We watched it. it, it was my my daughter's uh, my oldest daughter's uh, birthday. So she wanted to go watch the movie. I'm like, okay, we're watching it. And then there was actually Filipino martial arts involved in there, which is really neat because it it shows that people are starting to uh, appreciate and see. It looks nice on film, but then when you see it like in person and understanding, it's very brutal. It's no nonsense. It's it's nothing to really play with. For, for, for myself, the Filipino martial arts is the ultimate equalizer. It's like if, if you're, I, I don't like to use the word weak, but weak, it could kind of counterbalance all of that, you see? Because whatever attributes you have and, and, and the understanding of the weapon-based stuff, based on the principle, you could actually handle yourself pretty well, which again, which is, which is pretty neat about what we do.
1: Is Filipino martial arts just Eskrima or are there other
0: various kinds? It's like this. The general is Filipino martial arts because I could say Japanese martial arts. I could say Chinese martial arts. But then when you tag a name like karate and kung fu, you kind of know what it is. When we say Filipino martial arts, again, it's general. But if I say Eskrima is coming from a certain region, if I say Arnis is coming from a certain region and so on and so forth, you, you, you see? So that's the thing. It's like if I say Nike, you say Adidas, a shoe is a shoe, but it's it's different. There's different interpretations of that or different flavor or style from that. It depends on what you like.
1: Is the Filipino martial arts, though, that is considered just in itself all-encompassing, though? Within there is different variations of it.
0: Yes, there's different variations of it. Everybody has their own particular way, their own interpretation and, and, and whatnot but it's also based on what was passed down and whoever's teaching it in the present day.
1: But it originally started with 12.
0: Well, our system. Yes.
1: Oh, okay. Originally
0: started with, well, when they say 12 bodice, there was, yes, there was 12 guys. What people think that there was, if you say bodice is in pairs, like 24 people, it's actually 12 people with another set of hands. That's your 24. Oh, oh a, that's, that's so that's cool. Thing.
1: And so then is the main item of use knives or no, anything?
0: Again, it's based on the instructor, but primarily, especially nowadays, it's, it's mainly stick. Okay. Mainly, uh, well, we'll say the single stick, single stick, especially from our system. Although we could translate it into blade if, if we want to.
1: Was the original 12 pares, was that blade?
0: Some, oh. or some, especially if, if we say the San Miguel. The San Miguel is the archaic style of the doce pares. Okay. The San Miguel is more espada daga, so sword and dagger. Then if you say in the present day, we say stick and dagger. See, so there's different.
1: I can't wait to come (laughs) watch you. And and I mean, I've watched a lot of videos. I've watched Trisha Lynn practice and... And so I've I've learned a lot, and she tries to teach me moves. So who knows? Maybe I might get out and try it a little. We'll there you go. Know. There you go. I believe everybody, especially women, men, should all learn some form of self defense. And yes. I liked when you said yes. not weak, but I'm I'm kind of a person who's a little bit intimidated by any kind of weapons or anything. But when you think about that, and it just takes you to that next level of of defense, or you know your own self confidence. I really appreciate that. I know you do a lot of work with the youth and and just instructions even for elders. And I love that. Not just with dosipares or, or you know, Filipino martial arts, but do you have kind of a thought on how we can help each other to learn and support our diversity and our heritage today?
0: Well, for, for, for myself, it all goes back to the root. And when I say the root is the elderly. Okay, the elderly is our connection from the past to the present and the future. Through our dialects, customs, culture, our heritage, they are the very fabric, of our community, the foundation of our society. But we need to make sure that we protect and pass on that legacy, okay? We need to embrace and understand in all ethnicities and races, there's beauty to share. Toxic words can ignite hate, division, and ill will. Effective communication can take a stand and detoxify and create a more stable and united community. But we need to understand it all starts with you, with you. And if, if we understand that, and then going back to the roots, it will seem to make things more peaceful, more loving, more understanding, more appreciative of that. what's what's neat about living here in the US is that, is that diversity. We can't be set in this has to be like this, because that's being narrow-minded. But if you appreciate that all is there, then again, everything seems to be more of an appreciation and an understanding. You know We are one of the few countries where, you know today, I feel like eating uh, Mexican food. I feel like eating Polynesian food. I could feel this and this. It's not set in like this. And that's what's really cool and unique. It's the same thing if I go to a buffet, everything on the menu is the same. But when we sit down, everybody has something different. See, that's what's, what's really cool on that. But we appreciate all that that's there. And I, and I think, again, uh, going back, it is the root, the root. Growing up, I was always, again, respectful to my elders. When they spoke, I didn't open my mouth. I Listen, because if I spoke, I would miss certain information. And that would be foolish of me if I, if I did that. So now that I'm at, we'll say of this age, and I'm not saying I'm enlightened or anything like that, because based on my, my training here, I, I seem to have collected this information, the history, all this stuff, different eras and whatnot. So I kind of became this big book of knowledge and hopefully this big book of knowledge goes to this library that we call the community. So that way, the legacies that keep on following and following could follow this as a guide. Not necessarily, you gotta follow it verbatim, but as a guide to understand that, okay, this was in a sense, a way to live in a better, better mindset. See, And and for me, again, that's what I feel that could bring everybody together.
1: My podcast stemmed out of the pandemic. And I remember I had on my last episode, Laulani Teal from Protect Monakea. And just listening to her voice, I feel that there's so many voices to be heard. And so what I valued is being able to hear those voices and sharing that information because There's a lot out there and we can read, we can watch social media, whatever it may be. But sometimes it's really nice just to hear voices from our elders, from those who've learned from our elders and then pass that down to our youth so they learn and can carry that up. I'm so passionate about indigenous reconciliation work and what that means. A lot of people are intimidated by it. And I'm like, don't be intimidated. It's just a lot of voices haven't necessarily been heard. And so don't be scared to listen to various voices and opinions. We have more avenues to be able to communicate. We have to be open to learning and sharing and being yes. a part of that process. And that's how we learn. How best can we support your efforts and then how best to reach you or reach out? What does that look like?
0: You look on uh, on Google, you type in uh, Dose Paras San Diego and our website will just pop up right there. And then you could just kind of follow along how you could uh, reach us and we, pretty much respond fairly quickly.
1: So if I'm somebody listening, hey, I'm not ready to start, but I want to learn more, help educate when people ask me about it, or hey, I heard about Dose Padres San Diego and, and the work you're doing to carry on the legacy and the tradition for the elders. How can people support you? Even if you're a member of your school or whatnot, for those all listening, what does that look like? How do you feel like we could best work together?
0: Well, for myself, everybody looks to constantly get better, to constantly improve. We're not necessarily uh, saying to everybody, hey, join us, join us, but kind of have an open mind to it. We are featured uh, if they have like a film fest, we do demonstrations there or, or Samahan and, and, and whatnot. My black belts, they've, they've been on, on the news, again, performing demonstrations and explanations of what, of what we do.
1: So you're open to doing interviews and sharing right. information and doing demos. Do you do them in schools? Do you do them in
0: where wherever people are requesting, and then we just kind of look at based on our schedule. And again, we we just want to share the beauty of what we do. You see, because there's there's different layers and different aspects of the Filipino culture. However, I was actually born in Okinawa. Well, oh, wow! I was, I was uh, naturalized back in '77 and Filipino-American. But the thing is, is, is that I understand some, some dialect and whatnot, but if you ask, or you want me to speak in the dialects, I cannot speak in a dialect. However, I speak it through the martial art. So this is my different way of, of speaking a language, which is indigenous to what we do. And, and I feel that if, if people would see that, embrace that, you're like, wow, there's, there's again, a different layer, a different sight. There's many paths to self-improvement, in many ways, but in my opinion, martial arts is the ultimate in self-mastery. Okay? And we achieve that by staying a forever student, meaning infinite growth, infinite possibilities, seeking facts, not distorting the truth, right? It's to question and not to question. My whole thing is don't be dismissive of anything when it comes to you, you don't know. If you try it, maybe you'll like to try, to train. It's like if you taste food, like certain foods for the first time, I don't know, it doesn't look you know, appetizing, but then you taste like, oh, that's pretty good. So maybe this will be your flavor sometime down the line. But the thing is, is like, do you dare to? Do you wanna try? The whole thing is to appreciate all that is out there. The different races, ethnicities, different walks of life, all of those things. But this particular right here, what we have is what we call the Filipino martial art. And when I say art, it's capital because the art is you in the end. You're the blank canvas. It's your creation and all that stuff. And again, I feel the martial art brings that out of you because there's a lot of things with the physical, the mental, again, the meditative state, the fluid intelligence, all the stuff. But then you don't know if, if you, you do try it. When you're going back when you're talking about Matt Damon, it's just like that. He, he's in a situation, he doesn't have any weapons, all of a sudden he takes out a bullpen. <laughs> You see, and he's adapting to the, I guess a book. He's using the book. You see, he's adapting to the situation. So that, that's the whole thing.
1: I've never pictured myself wanting to do martial arts. And I will tell you after this interview, I actually want to try And I'm not <laughs> just saying that because of Matt Damon. He is one of my favorite actors. It feels very inviting. It feels inviting to want to learn a martial art, to learn the history and culture, and then also learn self-defense. So I'm going to close up with this because we talked about everybody can try it. Is it something that you try to recommend? Because I've seen a lot of different types of martial arts. But right, right. to me, what you do and what you teach also seems very practical for elders. Yes. Yes.
0: Again, I, I feel it is the neutralizer. I've been a, I have been ai will not say a lifelong martial artist. I started off as a boxer. I dabbled in Muay Thai, mm-hmm. uh, some grappling arts and whatnot. And along the way, I didn't know growing up that we had a martial culture. It's just by luck. When it came across, I said, like, "Oh my gosh, It seemed What's to here? have the answer to everything. This is pretty cool. But when you start out, it's just like, "Wow, I'm going to be doing all this stuff." Not knowing that again, it was developing this. And that's the thing. I never thought of myself when I started training to become a teacher. But I think, as time went by and evolved through uh, my wife's uncle, SGM, he's the one who encouraged me to teach. I was like, "Ah, I don't know about that." But then he said, it'll be a shame. So for me going back, this is how I could extend the legacies by empowering people to helpfully create the leaders in the community, being pillars of the community, for the love of the community. Because when we have good people there looking for uh, for the best interests of people, it just makes everything better. Mm -hmm. That's the thing for me, it is very important. So hopefully, if you do decide to train, You'll have an experience when you're training with me and in our group. But the whole thing is to, again, you empty your cup, you empty it, and then just absorb it. I'm not going to uh, lie about it. You will feel moments of frustration, but that's human. But you use that to motivate you. That's the thing. If you use that to motivate you, then it's going to create this thing that you didn't know. And it becomes passionate. And when that I, happens, nobody could deny it. Nobody could beat that when the passion is there.
1: You have videos and stuff online as well that people can watch.
0: If you look for me on Facebook, it's, which is the Doce Pares San Diego okay. HQ, okay. If I'm right there, you'll have more of the videos on there.
1: On your website, correct?
0: Some of the information is kind of outdated since the passing of SGM. Yeah. So we want to kind of bring that up, up to, uh, to, to speed. So that way people are, are well informed of, of what's happening now.
1: Well, anything that you update, always share with me. And my goal is always to get the information out there. I want to thank you for your time. I want to honor those, especially your recent losses and just sending lots of healing to your family. It's amazing what you do. And if you weren't doing it, it would be hard to continue those legacies. And then you need to choose those to keep passing it on. That's the that's the trick of it all. Is <laughs> Finding those, those youngins to, you know, help continue that because that's where it starts to get lost if you don't teach. And I'm very happy you are teaching. It probably was a very wise decision on his end <laughs> to make you teach.
0: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> so thank you for your time. I'm excited to just follow you and share what you do and, and learn more and support you.
0: Appreciate that. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Mr. Albert. We'll see you soon.
0: Okay. Blessings. Thank you.